Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Let me just say off the top here that Tom Brady is much better with Rob Gronkowski by his side. I mean, this is a... This is sort of a Batman and Robin, you know, terrible analogy deal, but like it really is true. When you think about Tom Brady's career, you know, more than half of it, or about half of it anyway, he's had this other Hall of Fame player. And I'm here to tell you that it just matters. Um, he just seems more settled. Obviously, Gronkowski is, is not 100%. I don't think he's been 100% for about nine years. But, you know, he made really not even arguably, the, but the biggest play of the game. So, Steve, they're, you know, in this game where they're up 10-3 to 3 and they get a, a ball, they get pinned back after a punt, and Tom Brady throws one to Mike Evans, one of these quick screens out on the, on the sidelines, and, and Mike, it just bounces off his shoulder pads up into the air and it's intercepted at the five-yard line. The Giants score, and you're kind of like into the second quarter almost in – it's 10-10. And you're thinking, wow, is this going to turn into one of those days where balls are, you know, bouncing off guys' arms and, you know, the you know, two two of his four interceptions the last two games were deflections and things like that. So, I I mean, the Giants usually play these guys really tough in close games. So you needed a hero. You needed somebody to put the cape on. And it's third down. They're about to turn the ball back over to the Giants with a tie game in good field position. And up steps, steps Rob Gronkowski, who has, as you know, played six snaps total since week three when he when he cracked three ribs, fractured another one, I guess, and punctured his lung. And he makes, you know, it's good protection. He runs an over route, and he makes like a 36, 38-yard grab. They go on and score a touchdown. They never look back. And Gronkowski was one of like four players that uh, had six catches. He was six catches for 71 yards. What a difference. I mean, just his energy, uh, his blocking in the run game. I mean, we've talked about them getting healthy. They couldn't have gotten any healthier than with Rob in this game. Well, it's his energy. It's his blocking the run game. But more importantly, it's his, I know where to go on the field. Tom knows I know where I'm going to go on the field. That's it. And and it's a security blanket. And, you know, that, that route you're talking about, you know, as he was cutting across, he saw where the guy on him, he had to get away from him and the safety. Right. And he undercut right. the safety. Right. And, and went to the hole. And Tom Brady right. knew that's where he was going to go. Or, yeah. you know, as he broke that way, Tom goes, okay, I see the same thing he's seeing. He's going mm-hmm. to that spot. I know where it is. Right. And, and I'm going to throw it to him. Um, yeah. I'm. It's amazing. You know, it's it's you know there, there's something to be said for that chemistry between them, and you know it's not oh, just God, the, yeah. the two years here, but all those years in, in New England as well. So, and, yeah. and not that he's a tremendous Hall of Fame player too. 
Right. Sure. Um, First ballot. Yeah. I mean, that's the other part of it, too, is he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, You know, because you could see throughout the game, it was it was obvious that Brady wanted to get a lot of people involved early. That mm-hmm, first drive, mm-hmm. it was to Evans, it was to Godwin, it was to Braid, it was to Fournette. It was, you know, he went five six for plays, five and distributed yeah. it. Yeah, six plays, six different guys touched the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so it was obvious their plan was to let's get guys involved early. But yeah. even throughout the game, and granted that they won 30 to 10, but you could even see in Tom Brady's eyes, I mean, he hit Cameron Braid in the hands a couple times, he drops it. They weren't easy catches. But, you know, the one, you know, Brate's going down the field. The uh, the safety's on him with his back turned. He's open. you got to catch that. Ball. Yeah. Brashard yeah, Perryman, absolutely. he threw one in the corner of the end zone. Very tough that catch. That's a dime. Great throw, though. But it's yeah. a great throw. And you got to catch that. And you can see, you know, at times in the game, Tom's going, you know, I'm hitting the guys in the hands. What else can right. I do? What can I do? And yeah. then you start seeing him go back to Godwin, to Gronkowski, mm-hmm. to Evans mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Because it's I, I'm going to throw it to guys that are going to catch it. And, and, I trust you know, him. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, that's what he's been successful his whole career is, you know, the, the guys he trusts, he'll throw it to. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, you know, he, he was pretty on point. Like, I, you know, first it starts with protection, right? And, and that's, from that sense, mm-hmm. um, the Giants really didn't get to him, which always makes it an easier day. They definitely came out um, with some tempo. I thought they went, you know, a little quicker in the huddles, uh, in and out, and, you know, they like I said, they spread the ball around mostly to the perimeter to start the game. They had a great first drive, a great plan. You know, you script those plays. They all seemed to work pretty good. Um, Fournette was still a big part of the receiving game. He was, you know, six for six uh, in targets and uh, 39 yards. So, you know, they took the lead, and, and everything was going fine. And then, you know, the, the, the interception happens. And it was weird because it was Mike Evans. You don't normally see balls – bounce off you know his hands like that um but that that could have been a turn of events had the giants been equipped to take take advantage of it mm-hmm. um they could have dragged them into the kind of ugly game they have the last four times they played them but you know credit the bucks and of course you know gronk for making that big play on third down well and credit and, the defense i mean the only touchdown yes. the Giants scored is when they got the ball within inside the five yard line after the interception that's correct. I think it might have been, in fact, on that drive. I, I, I don't know that they allowed another third down conversion. I think, uh, you know, the Giants were bad on third down. Listen, I, I'm not a, I've, coming in, I wasn't a big fan of Daniel Jones. Coming out, even less so. I mean, maybe some of this is on Jason Garrett. They had a lot of these rollout throwback plays, which I didn't really get. Well, the offensive you know? line couldn't block. He had to roll them out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he had to move. Particularly, uh, what uh, the, the right guard was just getting yeah. abused. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I mean that. And Lewis Riddick and, and Brian Greasy talked about it on the broadcast. It was, you know, look, the offensive line can't protect them. They've got to create rollouts to give them some time and to give them some space to throw the ball. You know, when your offensive lines a sieve like that, you can't just sit your quarterback in the pocket. It doesn't work. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. You know, Dave Gettleman has, has brought in all these players, all these skilled guys, you know, starting with Barkley and Jones, high draft picks, and they've never really had a good offensive line, uh, you know, to play behind. And and yet, you know, you still think they'll be better. Look, their best play – like, I'm telling you, this guy's impressive. Zadarius Tony, the kid from Florida – Man, is he quick! He's got and, some flash to him. Oh my gosh! And he he broke some ankles out there, and that's hard to do in the National Football League. 
they they should base their whole offense around. I like Saquon Barkley. Now Barkley's just coming back. I still think he's he's a special talent. He's been hurt. It's not really his fault. I know everybody goes, oh, he's injury prone. And yeah, if you're hurt a lot, that's that's the label they stick to you. No, but you know he didn't go out there trying to turn his ankle and things like that. And he, and and you know he's not back to where he should be. Nor is the offensive line, as you mentioned. But you know they got they got a few pieces. You know uh, Kyle Rudolph's Evan Ingram. You know kind of okay tight ends. Um, you know Galladay's okay wide receiver. You know Darius Slayton okay. Tony I think's exceptional, and they just didn't get the ball in his hands enough. Um, but it's tough because you know this is a number of years now with Daniel Jones, and he can't you know really affect who protects for him and things like that, but just not good. I mean, you know, that's an understatement. Maybe he had a couple of interceptions threw for only 167 yards and one touchdown with two picks. Um, his, uh, his yards per attempt was a robust 4.4. My goodness. They averaged more that, per rushing attempt than passing attempt. They did. They averaged five, one a rush. And and they, I thought they ran the ball really well, and that bears it out. It's just simply you can't run it when you're down three scores. You know, I mean, that, that pretty much went out the window. I mean, they averaged quite a few yards. But, you know, Barkley was just working his way back. Um, you know, the Bucks, like I said, they had a couple interceptions, including one. Um, was it by uh, Steve, Steve McClendon? <laughs> yeah, that the was an awful throw. Where, where was he throwing that ball? I don't know who he's throwing it to. It was like a throwback, but it was, you know – McClendon had seen that, he said, on tape. Now, McClendon has been inactive most of the year because they've been fully healthy on the defensive line. But with um, Vita Vea out, he got to play. And you know, they kind of threw it right to him. But, you know, God bless him. You know, big man, almost a big man touchdown, but a big man interception. We did have a big man touchdown in the game for the we Giants. Did. I mean, yeah. there were two big man catches. Yeah. Tackle eligible, right? Mm-hmm. It was the uh, – Andrews. The tackle from, from Andrews from Georgia, I think. Yep. Or was it Alabama? I think it was and Georgia. He high-pointed that ball, too. <laughs> he did. That thing was almost thrown over his head. Yeah, he got up and got it. It was it was a nice play. Uh, kind of a bit of a you know, tackle eligible. Um, and right there, they're back in it. And um, good good number of Giant fans. And I had not, not overwhelmingly so. It was still a, a very pro-Bucks crowd, obviously. But that got them all excited. And, you know, the Giants had won a couple in a row. This was a good test. It, it was the perfect team to play at home where the Bucks haven't lost and kind of, you know, kick the crap out of them and then, and then you know, worry about Indianapolis this Sunday. But um, good performances, I, I, I thought, all around. And defensively, mm-hmm. you know, finally, like we said, they, they finally, after a, a pretty long drive, almost eight minutes, the first possession, um, you know, they finally started getting off the field and, uh, put a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones, and you know, I, I thought it was a good plan by Todd Bowles. And let me just say, if you don't think it matters, players matter. You know, Sean Murphy Bunting had not played since Week One, and he didn't play very good against Dallas. And he got his elbow dislocated, and everybody said, "Well, that's probably it for him for the year," because it was grotesque and it was, you know, the whole thing. And he's rehabbed that thing, and he came back and and he played in his first game on Monday Night Football. And you know what I could notice right away? Fresh legs. <laughs> this guy has not been in the fire for a while. Everybody else is kind of moving at a different speed. He was moving really well because obviously, you know, his dislocated elbow didn't affect his legs, maybe his conditioning a little bit. 
Um, but he played really, really well, as did Jane, you know Jamal Dean, who, who they rarely challenge him on the other side. There was a PI in there. There's a couple of mistakes that they made, obviously, but you know for the most part, just having those, you know, getting him back. You know, if they're able to get Carlton Davis, I think is likely to come back in a week or two. That's to me is sort of what made you know Daniel Jones Jones be under fire. The pressure mm-hmm. was a little bit better because they covered those guys up on the backside. And I thought they could get more sacks if he if he hadn't been as mobile as he is, but um, it was a, it was a good job by the defense. They needed a bounce back game. They've not been good. I just think as this team gets healthier and healthier, you're going to kind of you know again tough game in Indianapolis. I I don't truly know where it goes. And if I were Bruce Arians, the thing that concerns me the most about him right now is they're two different teams on, on at home and on the road. I mean they're averaging almost forty points a game at home. And they score thirty, you know, thirty to ten knockout. But then you take them on the road, and it, something has been happening. And I don't. Well, I want to see the defense with Sean Murphy Bunting, Carlton Davis yeah. back. I want to see sure. that defense on the road. Sure, because sure. I, I think I, I think some of it is, you know, the secondary's been banged up, and, and it's been the story all year. Yep. And and I think having those more veteran types, although they're still pretty young, Davis and Murphy bunting in them, but having them back and everyone kind of slots back to their normal position, I think that will make it – I think that the defense will play better on the road with that. Yeah. Um, I also thought – I thought Joe tryon Shawinka was great tonight. He was tremendous. Please, for the love of God, and I, I listen, nobody respects JPP. No one thinks he's a bigger warrior than me. I, I still think he can play – He's definitely limited out there. He's got one shoulder that's out. You know, I mean, he's got, um, you know, the whole torn labrum thing going on. Um, but when when Chawinka goes in the game, you see him in the quarterback's face all the time. Like, he's either chasing him or he's in his face. And for the number of plays he gets, he's incredibly productive. What an athlete. He can run like in nobody's business. He's strong. Gosh, I'd like to see more of that guy. Because you're going to see him next year. I don't think JPP will be back. And if he can help you now, right, with that pass rush, they had won this. They, you know, they will put him on the field with, with the other two guys. They'll put him on the field with mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett and JPP. They had one blitz where he was, you know, kind of in the middle of that defensive line. Mm-hmm. And he made a hell of a play. You know, uh, he, he, he forced – Daniel Jones out to throw the ball away on a, on a critical uh, fourth down, I think it was. But every time you saw him, he showed up. You know, like you notice him because he's 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 affecting the play, he's affecting the quarterback. I'd love to see more of him. I really would. I'm guessing it, you know that you're going to going forward, and and it, part of it it's it's the maturation of a, of a rookie. I mean, don't forget yeah, that's true. Don't forget, you know, not only is he a rookie, he didn't play last year. He didn't play at all. He no. sat out. You know, yeah. there's a lot of lost games and film study and, and all that stuff that, you know, yeah. my guess is, and not knowing, but, you know, part of him playing more is one JPP's banged up, and so he's not playing as much because he's, you know, he all the injuries he's got. But the other part is, is he is learning and growing and knowing what his assignments are and, and, and where he needs to be on the field, too. I mean, yeah. you know, pass rushing isn't just I just go after the quarterback. I mean, that's that's a big part of it. But there are plays right. you've got to do something else, and you've got to know what that is. And you've got to read whether it's a screen coming or whatever else. You know, and it's that learning process that he is, you know, now he's a half season into his rookie year. He's getting more playing time because he's 
absorbing that and learning that. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it's kind of what you want rookies to do is you don't expect rookies to come necessarily start the first snap and play every snap your rookie year. I mean, sometimes that happens, but, you know, there is a learning curve for that, and particularly a kid who sat out last year. Well, he's got a chance to learn, you know, the way mm-hmm. a lot of great pass rushers have behind mm-hmm. DeMarcus Ware or, you know, whomever. Um, it's a good position to be, and they do try – to get all three of them on the field in, in certain mm-hmm. rushdowns, which is, you know, the versatility really helps um, with all of that. There there was a bit of a milestone. I mean, not a bit of one. There was a milestone. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. You know, so so Mike Evans um, led them with uh, six catches for 73 yards. Um, and he gets he gets his, t- his touchdown. He gets his 72nd touchdown of his career, which um, – Breaks breaks Mike Evans' record, club record. Mike Allstott. They, Mike, did I say Mike Evans? Mike Evans broke Mike <laughs> yes. Allstott's. Yes, I know that he broke his own record. It is he two o'clock Mike in the Allstott's. morning. <laughs> I know it is. Don't tell anybody. Uh, and we're talking about Mike and Mike, so you know, um, this is about the time I would almost get up for radio those days. I got up at three forty-five. Anyway, so he breaks Allstott's record, and Allstott is there. You know, he's at the game, and um, we'll talk about some other. Buccaneers that were there as well. John Lynch honored at halftime. So, selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. What's, what's wild about it is I think about you know, what are we in year eight, right? For Mike Evans, I think. Mm -hmm. And he's had a thousand yards everywhere year. He will again. And he's probably not even probably he's playing his best football now because he's in the best shape he's ever been in his life. This guy had an unbelievable training camp. He says he's 225, but he's a must. He's a, he's a more lean muscular 225. He's not a, you know, like me or, or, you know, the fast food 225, you know, he's, he's, he's so solid and and he looks thin. He can run all day. He doesn't get tired. And, you know, he's absolutely just, I mean, he's on, he, he's on an arc. If he could play, I don't know how many more years he would have to play three, four, I don't know, but he's on a hall of fame arc. I mean, think about that. You know, you think about the bucks uh, players in the pro football hall of fame, you know, they're, they're, predominantly coaches or defensive players. You got Jimmy Giles and Paul Gruber and guys like that. But for Mike Evans, a receiver, okay, a receiver to have broken Mike Allstott's record for touchdowns, you know, franchise touchdowns. They've been playing now since 1976. That's really something Um, because you would expect another running back to come along and maybe knock that out. But Evans has managed to do it. He's so consistent, and I thought it was it was kind of funny because you know he gave away. You may not have heard this. He gave away Tom Brady's number six hundred ball. What? Uh, when yeah, that happened? Was, uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. It's been in all the papers. So 
He gave that away. So when Evans Evans gives away a football every time he scores, which probably gets pretty expensive because they do they do fine you for those things. And so he catches it, he runs in the end zone, and he's he's getting ready to hand it, and he stops, and he just kind of he kind of goes, "Nope, I'm going to keep that one." Um, pretty cool, pretty cool moment for him. Big touchdown for the Bucks. Uh, he was really good. Godwin was really good. You know, they they miss Antonio Brown. No, no matter what you think is going to end up happening to him, if anything, mm-hmm. um, with this COVID situation, he is potentially, I hear, um, has a chance to play at Indianapolis. Originally, they thought it was about a six year or six year, a six week, six year would be interesting, a six week injury. Now it looks like you know he might get back um, after like five or so, four or five, and so that would mean he could play at Indy. I mean, you get, you know, we'll see what the league does with all this other, uh, you know, stuff. But, you know, for Brady to have Evans and Godwin, who he leaned on heavily, went to Brady a few times. If he gets Gronk back, you get A.B. Scotty Miller could be activated. I mean, they're they're pretty healthy on that side. Now, the downside is they finally suffered an injury um, on the offensive line. And this could be fairly serious because it's, 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 it's like an abdominal injury, I think. Um and Ali Marpet went out of the game and, and fairly early. Now, fortunately for them, the, the Bucks' depth on offensive line, you know, is the interior offensive line. It's the guard guard center position. They got some from versatility, although Marpet was part of that, you know, because he can play center. He played center his first, first few years in the league. But Aaron Stinney came in, and Stinney's really good. Like, Stinney's a good player. He played all the postseason um, Super Bowl, all of that, and did terrific. And he's even probably better this year. So they can they can sustain that for a little while. You hope Allie gets back. Um, but that that happened, so that kind of stunk. But but other than that, I mean, it was just what they needed. They needed a convincing win. They needed to feel good about themselves. And now they've got a two game lead in the NFC South, just like that. Boom, mm-hmm. two game lead, and they're back to the number three seed in the NFC. And back to the number three game seed. Game and, and a half behind him. Arizona for the lead. So, Yeah, right. So, I mean, this year, you know, with fans back and everything, uh, of course, home field advantage is huge. Um, and obviously, you know, they got a ways to go to get the number one seed, but not that far. Um, and, and, you know, just trying to win the division, number one, is going to be big. And then, you know, get a home game, at least one. And then you roll your dice, and you know you hope you hope you're at least if you're going to go on the road, you hope you're at least in the championship. I'm here to tell you, I don't want to play anywhere where they don't can't grow palm trees this year. I, I am not interested in going back to Green Bay. Had fun up there. Had a lot of fun up there. It was funny. I was listening to so many of the New York writers. A couple of them were my friends, and they were like, "Oh man, it's so nice down here. We got to go back up where it's freezing." Um, it's going to be cold, by the way, when you. Listen to this podcast, I'm sure, if you listen in the mornings. We're catching a little bit of a cold front ourselves. But even Lewis Riddick and those guys were like, man, really, it was fun coming down to Florida. Like, you know, no wonder players want to play here. You got the GOAT. Um, you know, you got, you got a successful franchise. It was loud out there. There's a lot of Giants fans, but it was a cool atmosphere. Monday Night Football, it felt big time. You know, there's a lot going on, so... You know, good for them. Seven and three, not the worst record. I think they should be about eight and two. Um, you know, I think I picked them to lose four games, maybe like thirteen and four. Uh, but they could do they could do better than that. They could surprise us, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, by the same token, they could also lose. But 
I think the arrow is, as I say, trending up. I think. Well, as we talked I about, think they're going to be okay after this Sunday with the Colts. Look at the schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean the yeah. bill. The Bills are free falling right now. The so are the Saints. The, you got the Panthers. You got the Saints. Yeah. You got another game yeah. with the Falcons. Yep. Um, you know the schedule is very friendly. Other than you've got you know four of the next seven on the road. Yeah, that's they haven't stinks. played as well on the road, but. But as right. they get healthier, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, I think that road record's going to improve or their performances on the road will improve. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, like, Brady just, you know, he's he's done this so much, and, and he he just, if you'll just sort of follow his lead, right? Um, I, I, think, I think as a team they probably got over their skis a little bit. I don't think that he did, but I do think as a team they did. And he's had to sort of lock them back in, you know, um, but once you get after Thanksgiving, I mean, you know, these guys know, they kind of know the route home and, and, um, they're in great shape. I mean, it's, could it be better? Yeah. Did you need, you know, you didn't want to lose two in a row that stunk, but you could still get home field advantage. I mean, you know, Arizona's got to still play some tough teams and, you know, it's the any given Sunday. I mean, these guys could obviously lose uh, once or twice before it's all said and done. So you don't know. But there's an opportunity here at seven and three that had you been seven and four uh, or six and four, rather, there would have been some serious questions both out and inside of one buck place. Because at that point, now you're saying, well, wait a minute, they're on to us now. Or, you know, we're not as good. And, and, and the reason might be age. It might be you're, you're soul searching at that point when you lose three in a row. And Tom Brady, as you know, only lost, only did that once in 2002. He lost mm-hmm. four in a row, but that this would have been this was a huge game. And I and I don't look. I don't think the Giants are good. In fact, I know they're not. Look at their record. I don't like their coaching staff. I think Jason Garrett, you know, probably would be okay, but his quarterback's no good. I, I think Gettleman's going to have to get a new guy. I don't think it's going to be Daniel Jones. You know, he might go the Mitch Trubisky route and back somebody up. You wonder but, how long Gettleman will be there. I, I, I don't think he will be. I, I, Gettleman, you could argue, destroyed two franchises, the Panthers and the Giants, <laughs> because um, the Panthers finally crawled out of it and they got you know Matt Rule and now they've gone back to the quarterback that you know was there before he wasn't, but uh, in Cam Newton. So it's wild, man. The NFL is wild, but you know this this was a this was a, a big win. It's not it's not a great opponent. There's nobody's gonna you know make them the favorites in the nfc all of a sudden but geez just look at this league there's so much parity there's so many teams uh road teams winning this year which is not the bucks obviously they stink on the road but everybody else seems to be pulling upsets everywhere it's really an interesting year you know you talk about home field too is so the the bucks right now are the third seed you're only half game behind the packers for the second seed if you get the second seed, you're guaranteed two home games. And then depends on what happens to the one seed for the championship game. So even if you don't get the 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 number one seed in the playoffs, you want the two seed. Yes. Because you're not going to play number one in your second game. Because That's with the correct. 14 teams now. so You wouldn't see them to the championship. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather have the bye, but... But even getting that two seed's important. You're half game behind the Packers, only because they haven't had their bye yet. You know, assuming you get a win in that extra game, right? 
So, I mean, the Bucks are right where they need to be. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, could they be eight and two? Sure, but that Washington loss was bad. It was. You need you need to win that game. But that might also be the wake up call they needed too. That's true too. I mean, look, you know, for whatever reason, whether it was Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich or Tom Brady just refused to drop back and throw the ball deep. You know, that was a message being sent to the team. Yeah, that, that this isn't good enough. He got hit on the you know the first series, and it was like we're done doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it cost him a game. Maybe they lost it. But if if it's sending a message and and getting the team's attention, then maybe it was mission accomplished in that regard. Not that you go in thinking that, but yeah, you know Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady, you know, in, in what, or whether it was Byron and Bruce. I mean, you know, they all say, oh, we you know we didn't want to get hit this and the other, but you know, it's sending a message saying this isn't good enough. You know, we're better than this, and, you know, we've got to play better. Yeah. They were locked in. I mean, they, they still had some mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it's always easier to correct them when you when you lose. But it wasn't wasn't egregious as, as it's been with the pre-snap penalties and things like that. There's still an awful lot of talent on that Bucks team, you know. You look around the league and you go, okay, so the best team in the NFC is the Cardinals, I guess, and they won a couple games with Colt McCoy. I think Kyler Murray is fantastic. Their defense is good. Um, I don't think the Bucks would be nervous about going into Phoenix, you know. And, and well, the, and playing, the Cardinals have given up the least amount of points in the NFC. I mean, it's the defense that I mean Their Kyler Murray is great, is and, but but the reason you win two games with Colt is because your defense is playing well. That's correct. Their their defense is good, but I I you know elements not being a, a, a factor in Glendale. Mm-hmm. If you had to go out there and win a championship to go to a Super Bowl, you're sixty minutes away. Man, you take your chances, right? Mm-hmm. The Bucksers, they're as talented as Arizona. Their defense isn't maybe, but they're overall they're pretty darn talented. So. Well, give them a healthy defense, and maybe I mean, and then maybe right. You know you that- get, and that's the other thing. Vita Vea might come back. Like I, I thought when they, you know, when he got hurt in the final game against Washington, we probably wouldn't see him. He was close. They had him at doubtful. They worked him out before the game. They made I think the right decision, obviously, because they won the game without him, but. And and then you know Stevie Henderson ends up with with the interception, but if you get Vea back, I mean there's you know Vea. Remember Davis. the impact he had last year coming back. Oh, changed the whole playoffs. Changed the whole playoffs at Green Bay with his first game. Thirty three snaps, didn't record a tackle, didn't record anything. Absolutely changed the game. Impactful, impactful guy. Um, creating one on ones for JPP and Shaq Barrett, who just wore out Aaron Rodgers to the tune of five sacks. And a bunch of hits, so that that was key. And you know, I mean, they, knock on wood if you're a Bucks fan, you know, but they've they've got a shot of changing their team just based on you know the, the players they were counting on coming back. And if they do that, they're gonna be really really good. I mean, you still got Brady, and Brady when he's locked in, and it's hard to imagine he's never locked in. But when when the rest of the team is locked in with him, they're they're pretty tough to beat now. They're a tough out, so it was a good game for them. Um, what else we got going on? The Tampa Bay Lightning, I guess they host Philadelphia. Yeah, but we did talk about John Lynch, too. Being Oh, up. that's right. Before we get to that, that's right, at halftime. So Lynch, you know, his team, uh, the 49ers played at Jacksonville on Sunday. So this worked out, obviously. They got the schedule back in April, and they said, when would be a good time? Because Lynch went in the Pro Football Hall of Fame to, to award him with, um, you know, his Hall of Fame ring. And David Baker, who's the outgoing uh, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was down 
So they played Jacksonville. The 49ers won. Their team flew back. And then John um, somehow got here with uh, his wife and three girls. Jake, his son, is getting ready to play Notre Dame because he plays for Stanford. So um, they play this weekend. But John was there, and they just – I thought it was – I thought it was understated but cool. Like, they had two other players on the field. That's it. Just two. And they were Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. And you cannot think about those teams in 2 without those three guys, right? It was always Brooks, Sapp, and Lynch. And you couldn't leave out the Lynch part. And so, you know, they were down there, um, gave a great speech, you, you know, done a lot of things in football, broadcasting, obviously, now the general manager of the 49ers. He said the most – exciting thing that ever happened to him in football was winning the Super Bowl and and I missed it because I was headed out to Hawaii but winning the Super Bowl and then being able to bring that trophy back into Tampa he said that was especially Raymond James that was the coolest thing in the world so John was back in in all his glory and you know the fans gave him a tremendous ovation it was loud it was it felt you know Mike Evans said something interesting after the game about how, you know, everything has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, when Brady got here, the winning changed. He said, this is what we, we longed for. We wanted to be relevant. We wanted to be playing national TV games. Uh, we wanted this stadium. The stadium was full. You know, they look up there and they still don't see any empty seats. And they're like, wow, this is, what it, this is how the other half lives, right? Mm-hmm. And they've never been on the right side of that. And they like it. It's intoxicating and it's... The view is good from up there, right? And so they're driven to keep to keep playing well. They're four and zero in primetime games. Yeah, they're which is the, great. They're one of two teams undefeated at home. Yeah, they're five and zero. The right. Packers are four and zero. That's right. I mean, this is what the, I mean. Mike Evans and, and you know add Levante David in that mix have played in a lot of empty stadiums at Raymond James. Oh God, yeah, they have. And a and lot of times where that, there was a lot more visiting fans than the, home fans. Gonna, there you go. There you go. There were more colored jerseys for the other team, mm-hmm. and nothing's worse than that. Just ask the Chargers, because um, I think the other night they had more more Pittsburgh stands by far fans than um, than the Chargers and SoFi. So yeah, so it was it was cool seeing him, and you know, he mentioned something about the next player that needs to go in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and he's at this stadium. He says, "Ronnie Barber, your time is coming." Mm-hmm. I think it is coming. I I don't couldn't predict what year. I I think I could always make a a really good case for him, even in some respects. If you didn't see him better than Lynch's, um, but Barber Barber's done it all. I mean, he's done what Hall of Fame players have done. I I can't you know other than the, the arrogance of the voters just saying, well, it's Tampa Bay, and you know they won just one Super Bowl, and yeah, but their defense was great for a decade, and it was great for a reason. And Rondi was such a big part of that that. You know, you can't write the story of their Super Bowl season without the pick six he had in Philadelphia. The ninety-two yarder changed changed everything, and you know, so I, so I hope he gets in um, one day. But um, you know, the the triplets, as we call, it, you know, as you know, Brack Brooks or Sap Brooks and Lynch. Those those guys were the anchors um, of that defense, and it'll be a long time before you see anybody like that. But yeah, so we so we had. We had the Hall of Fame festivities. He got his ring. Uh, he'll be on a plane back to San Francisco, I'm sure, with his family and whatnot. We've got the Lightning, uh, our hosting Philadelphia at Emily Arena. Uh, they 
had a kind of a weekend split, similar games in that they gave up a couple goal leads in the third period, but mm-hmm. um, they're doing okay. They're not doing okay without Braden Point, though. And Braden Point, I guess, is going to miss some time. I mean, he's out indefinitely at this point. The, the team was off mm-hmm. on Monday, so no update as far as that goes. So uh, maybe today we'll find out as they have a morning skate and then the game, of course, tonight. Uh, maybe we'll have an update from – John Cooper at some point on on his status and and what indefinitely means is that you know a few weeks or talking a few months or even worse. Yeah, well, hopefully not worse. It, it I've heard a lot of innuendo. You know, well, it could be a concussion. Oh, it could be a broken a collarbone. It could be a lot of things. I mean, it was a it was a bad hit, and it's unfortunate because you know with Kucherov out, you definitely don't want to lose that guy. You don't want to lose anybody, but you don't want to lose point. You know, the power play had not been good, but at least, you know, Point can, you know, get it through the neutral zone and start it and all the things he does, face-offs and all that. But, you know, hopefully it's it's not as, as daunting as it sounds, but it sounds pretty bad. So they're going to be shorthanded a little bit without him. Tomorrow we're going to have our exciting mailbag segment. You guys call for it. You ask for it. I've already got questions, as a matter of fact. I know this is your chance, folks. <laughs> have you seen my Twitter feed lately? <laughs> Um, oh my, you're not well liked right now. I'm not in, in, you know, geez, people, uh, you know, kill the messenger, all that stuff much, you know, what I like is that I like, I like the guy, I like the guy on Twitter that goes, you know, they already said that they didn't find any irregularities. Okay. Let's just pump the brakes right here. Okay. Like this thing is over. You're beating a dead horse. No, there's no resolution to it. That's the thing. There's no resolution. There could be by the time you hear this podcast. Um, but the league can't just, you know, I don't think that they can just say, well, you know, it's no big deal, you know, and he's fine and, and we're not even going to check and, you know, whatever. I mean, I think they have to at least look into a few things. Um, who's to say? He, he, you know. Well, have a, let's just say we're gonna have a lot of questions. People, I, I've gotten this is true. I've gotten hate mail before, and I got hate mail this time. I've had threats, like just Joe Six Pack Reader. Like, what are you doing, man? You know. I, I used to have my number in the paper and online. I just said, you know what, take that down. I, I can't sit here and answer calls all day from. You know, from from people, and you're just fans. You know, I get it. Like you want your team to win, yay! And you don't, you don't care how they win. You don't care anything about, you know, whether rules are broken or not. And in this case, it may or may not be. I don't. This is for the NFL to decide, and they're going to decide it. But there was a story there, and and we have it. So if you've got mailbag questions about that, I'm happy to answer them, even if it's about, um, you know, the situation with Antonio Brown which Lisa Salter's reference on the Monday Night Football telecast as well. Bring us all you got. All you got to do is send it to us on Twitter, at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter, at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Don't call my phone number. I'm not going to answer it if it's you. So um, thanks for uh, listening. It's a very early morning, late evening, after the Bucks beat the New York Giants 30-10 to 10 on Monday night football, and they get ready to head on a short week to Indianapolis following Thanksgiving, which is just around the corner, to play the Colts. So we'll have all that for you this week. For Steve Burstyn, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great night, everybody. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 